Welcome to the Rhodes Church Podcast. We are so excited to connect with you. We hope that this podcast builds your faith and that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. Hey, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Greg Short. I got to speak to you a few weeks ago, and Amy and I, we've been coming to the Rhodes for about uh, 10 years now, raised three kiddos through here, and a lot of you helped us do that too, and so I'm just, I love my Rhodes family. I truly feel like I'm home when I'm here. And so we just want to bless Pastor Chad as he's ministering at another church this morning, doing a conference all weekend. He's going to be all preached out. And, and uh, I, when I spoke a few weeks ago, you actually only got half of the message. And he told me, he said, brother, you're going to have to finish that message. And so I'm like, okay, you know, I agreed to do it. And so three weeks ago, we talked about the power of your potential and so last weekend, Amy and I weren't able to be here. We were in Springfield, and it's the first time I've ever really been to Springfield. If you haven't been, you really need to check it out. It's really beautiful. A lot of architecture and museums and things. It's really, really neat. Um, but so I'm, I'm catching live stream. Aren't you thankful for live stream? If you're not able to make it to church, you can catch live stream. And so pastor's preaching and stuff, and he's using scripture I'm going to use this week, and he's making points I'm going to make this week, and I'm just like what are you doing? I'm texting him. He's up here preaching. I'm like, hey, yo, what's going on? You know, and so we talked about it and he said, you know how awesome is it that God is speaking something very clear and very definitive to the church in this hour, that he would speak to multiple hearts, those who are worshiping, those who are praying. We have a lot of people here whose ministry is to pray. God, they're just really sensing the move of God. And I, it's so important for us as a group of people to lay hold of what God wants to do. And I, I, I don't want to miss it. Uh, this morning at Huddle, Brother Jim had an incredible word from the Lord about the breath of God blowing through, and we need to grab a hold of it. And it really is. There is a thread, a breath, a wind of God moving through in our hearts that he wants us to lay hold of and take part in. And so I let my anxiety settle a little bit and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to be faithful in the things that you want me to speak and do, and so I'm going to continue with the message, even though it kind of felt a little awkward. The pastor was already preaching it, so it'll be flavored a little different. I did change a few things, and so one of the things I changed, when I was watching him preach, he kind of hit on potential a little bit, and he's like, you know, it's not really about your potential. It's more about your potency because we want to see results, right? And I'm like, ow, hey, man, you're stepping on my sermon here a little bit, bro. Come on. And so, uh, media team, can you guys help me out a little bit here? Okay, there we go. It's about the power of your potency, amen? Because we want, not only do we want know inside of us that there are things that God can do, we want to actually move through and get those things accomplished, amen? I don't know about you, but I want to see God do some incredible things in my life. At best, I'll have 80-ish or so years here on this beautiful earth that we have, and I want to make them count. I shared with you that I went through a very incredible physical experience when I had a brain bleed and I was unable to move at all. And God had placed a word on the inside of me to get me out of that, to partner with him. And, and I could have just let it go. And I wouldn't be here speaking with you this morning. And I know that with everything that I am. And I'm glad that God placed something inside of me. And so we talked about the three ends. There are three ends, things that God has put inside of you in the foundation of the world. God specifically 
when he thought of you, put things on the inside of you. Isn't that cool? He's written a book about you. There is a book that he has. It's his book, and it has your name on that book. And there are pages. And so when I was laying there in that hospital, I knew that there were more pages to turn. I knew that there were more pages to my life that he wanted to turn. And so we talked about the three ends. We talked about intuition, instinct, and ingenuity. And intuition, uh, we talked about the fact that it's just the ability that you have. You don't know how it got there. It's just a part of you. There are things that you do that make up you that you do them and you don't really understand why. But it's like, kind of like you're right and you're wrong. And, and like as a parent, a parent has the, the, the intuition to, they're not going to think about when their child's in need or in danger. They're just going to do it without thinking about it. And so the other thing we talked about was instinct. It's a little different. It's a lot different than intuition, even though it kind of sounds the same. Instinct is your skill. It's your talent. It's your gift, abilities, and capacity. And I shared with you about my daughter, Amber. I think she's coming to second service, or she always gravitates to the kiddos anyway when she comes. And I shared with you how I got to see her when she was born. She was happy and just how easy it was for her to love people. And then on the mission field in Juarez, she was able to love the untouchables and put her arms around them. And just to see how God put that on the inside of her and how now that she's older, that that she's able to, it's starting to, the fruit is starting to blossom and remain. And, and God has done the same thing for you. See, he's, he's put things on the inside of you that are incredible. And then the third one we talked about was ingenuity. And a lot of us kind of turn our brains off when we see that word because maybe you don't feel like, well, I don't build things. I don't create things. But one of the main things we focused on was the fact that you have a voice and that God uses your voice to create. God used his voice, right, to speak the world into existence. And he wants you to partner with him to use your voice because we know that the Bible tells us that the power of life and death is where it's in your tongue. And so what you say matters and that when we are in a situation that doesn't line up with God's word and we're in trouble and it's not looking good, we need to not be silent. We need to use that voice and to watch God change our situation by that, okay? All right, so anyway, we're going to get into the words. And so if we've got three ins, we've got three outs, but the thing that I shared with you is the fact that there's just that stirring. When I was laying on that hospital bed, there's a stirring on the inside of me, and it's hard to explain. Because those things God put on the inside of me, there was just something just that had to come out. There's a pulling, there's a drawing. And in Psalm uh, 42, I believe I have it on the screen here, 42.7, we shared that deep calls to deep. At the thundering sound of your waterfalls, all your breakers and your waves have rolled over me. This overwhelming sense that the deep things of God are put deep things on the inside of you and me and that they've got to come out. And so today, we talk, you know, a few weeks ago, we talked about the three ins. Today, we're going to talk about the three outs. Amen. And we're going to kind of keep with Pastor Chad's flow here. I'm, I'm, I'm learning, okay? So we're going to talk about being outspoken. We're going to talk about outperforming. And we're going to talk about the outpouring. So if you have your Bibles today, would you turn to, with me to 1 Samuel chapter 17? Yeah! Excited about God's Word. Amen. And before we break the bread of His Word, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we are excited. Lord, we are thankful to be gathered in your presence today, Lord. And as we dive in to what your heart is for us 
in this hour, Father God. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you breathe on every heart in this place. Lord, that you breathe through my lips, Lord God, and that it is your word going forth upon hearts and ears that are hungry and positioned to receive from you, Father. Remove the distractions. Set our hearts on you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. So there's actually 52 verses in this story. And a lot of you know this story. I'm not going to be able to read them all. We're going to read kind of several of them. But this is such an incredible story. And it's a very, you know, if you've been in church very much at all, you know, you may know this story by heart. So when we go into this, don't shut me off, okay? Because God really wants to specifically speak to you through this passage. And this is the story of David and Goliath. Here, and I've got these scriptures up on the board if you have your phone or your Bible. We're going to start with reading verses 1 through 11. Oh, I forgot. I'm going to be here squinting my eyes funny. It's still a new thing for me, guys. I went with the Drew Carries. Is it a good look or what? <laughs> I had to get rid of the Santa Claus ones because everybody at work is like, dude, you look like Santa Claus. And so I had to change it up. All right. And hey, look, it's amazing. It works. I can see my Bible. All right, verse 1, chapter 17. Now the Philistines gathered their armies together to battle and were gathered at Soko, which belongs to Judah. Well, that's kind of interesting. They're trespassing. Okay. They encamped between Soko and Ezekah in Ephes the Mim. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together, and they camped in the valley of Allah and drew up in battle array against the Philistines. Verse 3. The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side with a valley between them. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines, named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. That's nine foot, nine inches tall. He's a big guy. He had a bronze helmet on his head and was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze about 126 pounds. And he had bronze armor on his legs and bronze javelin between his shoulders. Now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam and his iron spear had weighed 600 shekels and a shield bearer went before him. Then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and you the servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he's able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. In the last verse 11 here, when Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. So here's this nine foot, nine inch tall guy showing up and taunting the armies. You know this story, most of you. I'm not going to assume everybody's heard this story, but a lot of you know this story. And maybe you kind of picture yourself in that situation. You see this big dude, what would I do? You know, a lot of us guys think, you know, I'll test my metal. What would I do against a guy that big? I mean, he's coming up against the armies of, of the living God. And so we know that this story isn't just about Goliath. It's also about David. And so as, as I was beginning to 
to put this message together, tweaking it um, in light of last week, uh, I asked God, so God, why, what is it about this story that you really want me to, to share? And he said, well, Greg, one thing I want you to ask yourself is what is your Goliath? What is the thing that's so big and insurmountable in your life that keeps you from serving me or hinders you from doing the things that I call upon your heart to do? Like, wow. And he says, I want you to ask them, what is your Goliath? And so as we think about that, we're thinking about David too. And so David in this story, in this part of the story right now, is he's back home at his dad's place. He's tending the sheep. And um, he's going to, Jesse's wanting to know what's going on at the battlefield because all of David's brothers got to go fight. You know, I'm reminded of World War II. You know, I think of battle and wars. Well, I've always been, even as a kid, intrigued by World War II. And the interesting thing about World War II is that every young man here in the States, they wanted to go fight. It was such an honor to get to fight tyranny and fight for your country. And there were some that didn't make it in service. They were colorblind or flat-footed or didn't meet the physical criteria. And there were a lot of cases to where these young men committed suicide. So I'm kind of thinking of that, thinking, wow, you know, what, what was going through David? You know, he's a young man. He wants to go fight. I mean, but he had to stay home and do what? Tend the sheep. That, yay. Doesn't that sound like fun? <laughs> I get to stay home and tend sheep while my brothers get to go off to battle and be heroes. All right, so let's skip over. Now we're, gonna, we're kind of skipping through. We're going to hit the, the fast forward button a little bit and look at verse 23. So David, so David went. He brought the provisions that his dad asked him to bring so he can get a report. And he's up on the hill talking to his brothers. Verse 23. Then as he talked with them, there was a champion, the Philistine of Goth. Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines, and he spoke according to the same words. So David heard them, and all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him, for they were dreadfully afraid. Verse 25, so the men of Israel said, have you seen this man who's come up? Surely he's come up to defy Israel, and it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich with great riches, he'll give him his daughter and give his father's house exemption from taxes in Israel. Can I get an amen on that? I mean, I don't know what she looks like, but you're going to give me this tax exemption? Come on. Yeah, I'm all about that. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Verse 27, and the people answered him in this manner saying, so shall it be done for the man who kills him. So David's on the battlefield now right? And he's stepping up and he's like, he hears this and I, welcome to my world. My, and Amy, she just loves it when I just break out in song every once in a while. I cannot sing to save my life. But when I see this picture, like I said, you kind of picture yourself there. I just kind of hear a Johnny Cash song. <laughs> and it's like David's on the hill with his brothers. He's like, there I was standing on the hill, my brothers and me, when along came a feller, he is big as a tree. And <laughs> And I think I come off more like with a fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you know, and they started causing trouble in my neighborhood, you know, so, but anyway, what, what does David do? All the other guys are running off and hiding, right? David's like, well, what's going on here? Who's this guy? 
Who's the, oh, I love, I love the slam he gives. Who's this uncircumcised Philistine who comes against the armies of God? And we're thinking, okay, it's kind of weird to bring a little medical term into here. But so what is David saying? He is saying, who's this guy who does not have covenant with the living God coming against the armies of the, of the God who are in covenant with the living God? What's he talking about coming up here talking smack? He's big, but who cares? Our God is bigger. And so the first thing is that I want to share with you today is the fact that God's calling us to be outspoken. You see, God's put something on the inside of you. And you know you have those moments, right? I mean, I know I'm not alone in this. You can knock me off the stage if I am. But, I mean, there's times that, you know, I need to say something about this. You're going through something. Maybe the marriage isn't working out like you thought it should. Or maybe you somebody you loved like crazy is, is lost in drugs and they're doing things to themselves that they shouldn't be doing. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe your job's not going the way it should. And, and that Goliath is staring at you, constantly taunting you. Maybe you're losing sleep because Goliath is berating in your ear. I'm still here. Your debt is still here. Big old mountain right in front of you. Big old nine foot nine standing in front of you. And it seems like, ah, God, I don't know. I, he's big, God. What, you know, I prayed once and it didn't change. I, what do I do? And God's saying that I want you to be outspoken. I want you to use your voice. I want you to agree with what my, my word says about your situation and not what your feelings are telling you, not what your friends are even telling you. I want you to agree with me. It's time to speak up, church. It's time to use your voice. It's time to say no. It's okay to, to say no. No is a good word. If your situation that you're dealing with right now isn't lining up with what God's promises are for you, it's okay to say no. And it's okay to start speaking out and say, listen, no more. We're not doing this anymore. You really need to have your I've had it moment. Because if we just look at Goliath and say, well, yeah, I mean, we can be like the rest of the Israelites where we can go hide. But you know what? Goliath was still there. Every day he came back, I'm still here. You wake up in the morning, it's still there. And God doesn't want us to hide anymore. He doesn't want us to partner with fear. I've done, I, I'm not perfect, guys, I've done it. I was in a situation with one of my kiddos, and a lot of you were a part of that and helped me through that, and my family through that, and I gave up. I did. I wanted to die. I thought it was going to be my end. And God said, guess what, buddy? You're going to partner with me. Use your voice. Don't give up. Chris Vallotton has an acronym he uses when it comes to, when it comes to the, our situations we find ourselves in. Because I don't know what it is, folks. Maybe I'm alone, but a lot of times you just kind of, well, I prayed. Okay, I did my part. I prayed. God changed the situation. Okay, now I'm going to wait, right? But Chris Vallotton says that when you pray, you need to push. You need to pray until something happens. Amen? When do you know when you need to stop praying? Did something happen? No? Okay, well, keep praying. You know, and hey, I, I get it. Sometimes the outcome isn't what we expect, but I'm going to put that on God. I'm going to trust God for the outcome. But my part is to keep on praying, push until something happens. You know, a chapter before this, God spoke to, <clears throat> to, excuse me, to Samuel 
And he told him to go to the house of Jesse because he was going to anoint a new king. And so, all the, again, sorry, I don't want to be presumptuous, but so the story goes that he goes in and sees all the sons, and God's like, no, not this one, no, not this one, no, not this one. So it gets to the end, and there wasn't, God said no to all of them. And Samuel looks at Jesse and says, is there another one? And he said, oh yeah, the ruddy one, the young, and he's out tending the sheep. Remember, he was tending the sheep? Great, fun job to do out there in the wilderness, tending the sheep, while everybody else is at the house watching Scooby-Doo or something on TV. I mean, thanks, get to be out here, right? And so what does Samuel do? Hey, go get him. And he said, we will not, I love this part. He said, we will not rest until he comes. So don't rest until the anointing of God comes, until the answer comes, amen. Keep fighting. I hope that that encourages somebody today. And I'm not just preaching to myself. Okay, I got to move along here. So the next verse, verse 28, oh, big brother's going to talk to David. Now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger was aroused against David, and he said, Why do you come down here, and whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and your insolence and the insolence of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. You know, sometimes you start getting a little brave, and the thing that God put inside of you, you're getting excited about it, and you're going to speak up. And sometimes the closest person to you is going to be like, what are you doing? Your situation's never changed. It didn't change for me. It's not going to change for you. Don't you know your place? You've got to trust what God has put on the inside of you, church. You've got to partner with him. I know how we do it. I mean, you need godly counsel, but sometimes we look to someone else or look to their situation and say, hey, well, what did you do? Or maybe, well, they, maybe they did it. You know, what should I do? Can you tell me what I need to do? You need to trust God in that intimate personal relationship that he wants to have with you and partner with him. Amen? All right, I got to get moving. We got a couple more points to make here. Amen. So let's skip over. This, I promise, is our last chunk here. Verse 33 through 37. All right. And Saul said to David. So David's, made, David's like, I'm not having this. So he's talking to King Saul now. You're not able to go against this Philistine to fight him. You're a youth. You're just a boy. And he a man of war even from his own youth. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. Oh, there's the sheep again. And when a lion or a bear came and took the lamb out of the flock, I went after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, the Lord will deliver me from the paw of the lion. Who, sorry, delivered me from the paw of the lion. And from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. What's David doing? He is testifying to the fact that, you know what, it was who? God that delivered me from the mouth and the, or the paw of the lion and the bear. So who's going to deliver him from Goliath? God. So he's realizing it's not me. It's not my own strength. I'm going to rely on God to do this. And so the second um, out we're looking at is outperforming. We're going above and beyond anything that we could ever ask, think, or comprehend with our natural mind. And we're going to engage. See, there's another part to us than the physical and that's the spiritual. And we're going to gain God. We're going to join 
with Father God in the spiritual to overcome things and do things that we thought were never possible. You know, Jesus told us we could move mountains, didn't we? He could say, you speak to this mountain. All you need is faith like what? Faith of a mustard seed. You just need a little faith and you need to let that little bit of faith growing on the inside of you. And you could speak to this mountain, move, and it will be done for you. And so your Goliath that you're dealing with right now can be moved. Don't believe the lie that it's always going to be there. Don't believe the lie that you're always going to have to deal with it. You will if you try and hide. If you run from it, turn your back on hope, hoping it's just going to go away. God wants you to partner with him. He wants you to pray. He wants you to push. He wants you to overcome, be outspoken. And he wants you to outperform. Ephesians 3.20. I think I have that for you. Yeah, to him who is able, who? God, to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the what? Power that works in us. You know that that's dunamis power? That's Holy Spirit power that's working on the inside of you, that's that spiritual part of you I was talking about that joins with God to overcome the obstacles in your life, to knock Goliath flat on his face. I don't know about you, but I want to see Goliath topple in my life, amen? I want to see these mountains move because... The call to the church in this hour is the, that we're not, we're not the crowd anymore. We're not the crowd anymore. We're part of the crew. Amen. It's time. He's calling you to the crew. You have the invitation and God's calling you out. And, and a lot of times we're thinking, well, God, I would do that. However, you see, God, I got Goliath standing in my way. You see, God, Goliath is just too big for me and I can't do anything about it. And God's saying, well, first of all, you're partnering with a lie. I want you to be outspoken. I want you to look at my word. I want you to use your voice. And I want you to overcome this thing. I want you to pray and continue to pray and partner with me in agreement that we're going to knock Goliath flat on his face. Amen? He wants you to realize that there's more to you than meets the eye. That there are some incredible, I mean, I've seen it, church. I've seen a lot of you in here. I have seen you do things that are awesome. And I get encouraged by it. I get built up by it. And that's the thing. It's contagious. When you start to partner with God and you start to gain victory, all of a sudden other people are seeing that too and say, hey, I want, you know, the crowd will look at you and say, oh, they're just trying to be all that. They're, you know, why is it? I've done that before. I'll be honest with you. I got really jealous of someone who was getting deliverance or being successful. One of my big goals is to be absolutely debt-free, completely debt-free. And I know some people who are debt-free or have, or we'll give that debt, Dave Ramsey, you know, they'll do that debt-free scream, right? You know, like, and I'm like, oh, you know. It's like, well, no, I want to rejoice in that because I want that too. I want that for me. I want to partner with God and see great things happen in my own life. Amen? All right. I know, I'm getting used to this. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a new thing for me. Pray for me. I'd just rather have normal eyesight. What's really good, because they're readers, is I, I get up and I go walk off. I'll about fall into stuff. Yay. <laughs> All right, so we got to get to the third one because we're kind of winding down here. Outpouring is the third one. I love this part. Outpouring is that you are an offering to the Lord. Your life is very meaningful and it has purpose. Sometimes you go through your week and your day and you just feel like, God, why am I even here? What's my purpose? What am I even doing? And God wants... The things, right, again, he put things in you. Things are going to come out. He wants you to be an offering. There's an outpouring that takes place. It's the result of partnering with God. You see, David, David was faithful in the little things. You see, 
what, ha- what would have happened if David would have told his father, no, I'm not going to tend sheep. I don't want to be with my brothers. I'm going to disobey you, and I'm going to go out to the battlefield. But you see, we learned that when he was out there doing the menial stuff, the small stuff, he was faithful in the little, he learned that God was going to work through him, and he was going to be able to kill. I mean, can you picture yourself doing that? Amy wants to go on a safari in Africa someday to, to go see the lions and stuff and be in the Jeep and they're all out around you. And up. No, thank you. That is one of the most terrifying things I can think of. When she was in Thailand, she got to pet a tiger and stuff. And I'm just like, you know, I just know if I end up doing that, it's when they decide to have a bad day. I don't want any part of that. So I, can't, I just cannot picture myself chasing after a lion or a bear, grabbing a hold of them, punching them in the face, you know, but he knew that God was with him. And so it took being faithful in what he was given. A lot of us, where we are, we want the things that God put on the inside of us to come out. But we're going to have to be faithful where God has us right now. You got to finish that because God's developing you and he's wanting to get you. You're wanting to be here, but God's got to work on you here first to overcome that. And he wants to partner with you. He wants you to do great things. Jesus told us, in his last words on the earth, that greater things shall you do than even Jesus did. Doesn't that just blow your mind? But we got to be faithful in the small things, just like David was. And we know the rest of the story. David shows up and he, he takes care of business. You know, Saul tried to put his armor on him and it didn't fit. He tried to strap his sword and it didn't work. It's like, no, I've got I've to use where God brought me. He knew the sling. And he, he, he had the, cl- the clothes that he wore, and that's what was, that was his experience with God. That was what God had done in and through him. And so he wasn't going to use someone else's armor. He had to, because it wasn't tested. He had to use what God had brought him through and brought him with. Amen? Mm. I want to encourage you. This was a, I can't remember. Do I have Acts 1 8 up there? I do. And this word power in this passage, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, is the same word for power in Ephesians that we just read in Ephesians 3.20. It's dunamis power. It's Holy Spirit power. And maybe you feel powerless a lot, but did you know that you can actually ask for Holy Spirit? Did you know that? If you didn't, I want to encourage you to ask. And did you know that if you've asked for Holy Spirit, you can ask for more? It's like sitting at God's table and you finished your plate and maybe your plate's empty and you're like, can I have more, God? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you can. Maybe you've been through a season where you did, you partnered with God and you partnered with Holy Spirit and you just were filled and things were exciting and maybe you're just kind of, okay, what's next, God? But where we're going as a church, what we're doing, stepping up, God's giving us an awesome opportunity to really change the world around us. And so whether you're in that place of, gosh, I don't know, God, I, maybe you've heard, you just need to be quiet. You know, we, I don't know where this really came from, but for a long time, I believe that I'm I got saved. I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And now I'm just going to hang on and eventually I'll get to heaven. And the devil has just really 
produce, reproduce that lie throughout Christian history. And a lot of us feel that way. If I just hold on, no, God wants you to partner with him. There's awesome things he's put on the inside of you. So if you're here this morning and maybe you, you, your voice, you feel like your voice is silenced, God wants you to be outspoken. God wants you to also realize that maybe you're here and you feel like God can't use me. I, I, I just don't know. I see someone else do these, these really cool things or praying for people or whatever, whatever it is. You feel inadequate. That's a lie because there are some incredible, awesome things on the inside of you that needs to come out. Why do they need to come out? Because people need it. People need to see what you have on the inside of you. They need to see Jesus shine through you and you are of value and you have great worth and God wants to use you. He wants to use you. You are a living sacrifice. You see, anything worth great value is gonna cost sacrifice. And we know that the Bible tells us we are a living sacrifice. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to give, please visit us at theroads.church. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch our latest sermons.